0: Is this thing live? Welcome to the Bean Town Podcast. This is Walter William Furness. This is my voice. This is what I sound like. We're coming to you live from 1506 West Arthur Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, where we are bathing, or perhaps basking, in the glow of a Minnesota Vikings win. Over the New Orleans Saints in the wild card round. Boy, it was a great wild card weekend. Uh, we got two overtime games. I think all four games were within one score. We were down at Redmond's <clears throat> today watching the game with a crowd of like minded fans. And boy, it was oof, the mood here is tense. It was tense at times. Uh, man, there were a few moments where. <sighs> You really thought things were going to go south, just like uh, you know. For example, right from the beginning, oof, that Adam Thielen fumble was not good. But we pulled it together, kept the hope alive. We're on to San Francisco. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we're just we're enjoying that. So it's going to be a lot of good stuff coming at you. This episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking year in review so we got some recaps for you we'll probably make some time for some ads i don't know uh we've got probably more talking about the vikings so buckle up it's gonna be great and uh yeah i don't know i guess we're just gonna keep uh we're gonna keep stalling here until uh quinn gets back he's uh currently out walking his neighbor's dog um, and I hear some barking outside. So, hopefully things are going okay. You know, hopefully there's not an altercation or a, a run in or a scuffle. You never know, though. Uh, a lot of activity up here in Rogers Park. So, um, oh, uh, I think he's back now. Uh, Quinn David Ferns, welcome to the Bean Town Podcast.
1: Hey, hey, what's going on, man? Just won that Golden Globe tonight, and I just. <laughs> I did it myself, I feel a lot of good energy, and Margot Robbie's toes, man, they looked really good on the big screen, didn't they, man? Mm.
0: That was <laughs> uh, some live feed from earlier tonight on the Golden Globes, hopefully there's no copyright problems there. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just
1: spliced it right in. Don't sue us. <laughs> uh, thanks to Walt for that introduction here, uh, got started without me, wow, just kind of feels like a metaphor for life, you know? It's like that. We were playing uh, Catan uh, when I was at my parents' house last week or the week before, and it was one of those games where you know I'm fighting hard, scrapping hard to get that fifth point, and all of a sudden I look down at the board and I'm uh, clear cut last place. So, yeah, Catan Catan is one of those games that I enjoy, and I've been playing it for you know ten years, whatever, and I feel like I figured it out, but my win percentage is uh, pretty awful when it comes to that game. I I don't know. I don't care enough to research, you know, next level strategy or anything online because I'm prideful and I feel like I have it figured out. But man, I've probably played 50 games of Gatan in my life, and I I can't recall winning more than five or six of them. So it's not it's not my game. I don't know, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the show. This is the Bean Town Podcast, uh, joined by. A lot, of, a lot of dogs scuffling outside. <laughs> a lot of extracurriculars going on. Um, this is our, our year one review, and uh, I think it's pretty fitting that we're joined by brother of the podcast, Walter Furness. Um I don't know. This has got to be, uh, well, it's not 2019 anymore, but it's mm-hmm. still year two, but I feel like this is year at least your fourth appearance maybe. Um we're gonna be talking about one of them briefly on our recap. Um but then you were on only a couple weeks ago around Thanksgiving-ish, I think. Um so Walt's, Walt's been with us probably more than anyone else this year, so it's fitting that he'd come on to do the recap. Uh before we go any further, I'll let you know the listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to Quinn David Ferns presents the Beantown podcast, uh number one We'll occasionally use some crazy language. And I, I got to admit, I got caught up in the heat of the moment a couple times at the bar today. And <laughs> there were some uh, let us and goes, and um, boy, there was one play. Was How about good. that sack fumble, would you say then? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, I think I was in shock too much when that happened to say anything. But there was one third-down play. It was like a swing pass to Kamara or something. I think I said, get his ass. <laughs> Felt like I was auditioning for get out or something, man. <laughs> um and then um I may or may not after the Adam Thielen basket catch to get him down to the three yard line to set a first and goal in overtime, I may or may not have said finish them the something off. Mm-hmm. So um <laughs> It was it was fun. Well, how many? This is like one of those games where we you count or have to guess how many jelly beans are in the jar. How many how many people you think we had packed into that bar? And it's tough because we were only in half of it. But
0: yeah, you sort of uh, walk in the front, and there's a bar right up front. You got kind of your narrow front area, and then uh, you pass through the side, and then there's a whole back bar, um, which probably had to be more people in it than the front. And man, I don't know. I'm not very don't think i'm very skilled at estimating crowd sizes but i don't know we could have had 250 in there maybe i don't know felt like a good size wedding
1: yeah i'd I'd say that's that seems pretty accurate almost as many uh 250 is almost the number of f-bombs per minute and uncut gems (laughs) (laughs) which we saw um Which was a a good movie. I'm glad it wasn't one of those movies with a lot of sex scenes because when you watch those with your parents, it's just, man. And we're all old enough now to where I think no one minds it that much. But um, it's just, it's always fun. I remember I watched Risky Business one time with with, uh, our mom. And I don't know why she didn't veto it because I think she knew the movie. I had never seen it before. Um, If you don't know Risky Business, after the first five minutes, which is Tom Cruise dancing to, uh, Bob Seger. It's basically just like a, it's like weekend at Bernie's, but with a lot more prostitutes. Um, it's, and it turns into kind of like a crime thriller. I don't know. It's, it's strange. Um, it's not a great movie. Everybody knows it for those first scenes. I feel
0: like, and you kind of forget about the rest.
1: Yeah, there's not much there, uh, in my opinion, but uh, in my, I had a former roommate in college who tells the story of uh, going to see Don Juan, or no, excuse me, Don John, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Scarlett Johansson movie from, I don't know, 2013, something like that, uh, which if you don't know what that one's about, you're just going to have to Google it for yourself, so... Um, Speaking of movies, uh, just a couple other pieces here, and then we're going to jump into our year in review, I promise, and we'll try to keep it short-ish. Don John is from 2013. That's a clutch. Nice. Um, we saw uh, 1917 last night. Had to go all over Chicago to, to see it because there's only one theater in the entire city, apparently, that has it. Um, you go
0: down to, like, Sox 35th, and then you got to walk... Westaways, and then there's like a back alley where you have to do a special knock to get in. I think, right?
1: Yeah, it was something like that through the Lincoln Tunnel and past the Gumdrop Forest. Um, I because I know so we as one of the movies we saw a trailer for said out and this it wasn't 1917 but it was another movie out December 25th like limited release and then everywhere uh, January 9th. I'm wondering if 1917 has a similar. Structure, but the strange thing is, a bunch of reviews, um, both like newspaper reviews, magazine reviews, YouTube reviews, came out in early December, um, like three weeks before December 25th, which isn't normal. So, I still haven't <coughs> quite got it figured out. I'm building a list of things I don't understand, like a Coldplay B-side, 1917 release date, um, Staten Island. And the East African restaurant by the Dunkin' Donuts on North Quark Have
0: you talked about that in the podcast now? you got it at some point.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, someone remind me to talk about that uh, next week or yeah, something. put it in the comments below. Through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, subscribe, smash that share button if you don't mind. Um, but yeah, 1917 was fun. Walt, you have any, uh, you have any thoughts about it?
0: Uh, yeah. A few thoughts right off the bat. We were talking a little bit. Uh, afterwards, and I don't know how much we'll talk about what transpired post-movie, but going, yeah, yeah, for now, um, I'll, I'll leave that for now, but the movie itself was really impressive in a couple of different ways, and one, in, uh, one of them was that I think there was only one really obvious cut in the entire about two-hour film. Uh, I imagine, there were a few other places where, if I were directing it, not that I ever would be, I would probably put in a cut, um, but suffice it to say the scenes were really long between cuts and the way the camera kind of continuously moved and the, the sort of, um, really long stretches of both dialogue, but also just, um, sort of affect and mannerisms that these two lead actors, George McKay and like Charles Dean something camera, the other guy's name, but uh these two guys had to handle and then of course all of the supporting cast around them was really impressive so long stretches of really good acting the the set design incredible um we had a little sort of uh confusion about where exactly it was filmed i think we got that figured out later but uh these because the camera is kind of moving constantly the the tracks of land that uh, this that are covered in these shots is really impressive. Um, so <clears throat> there was a lot of really great stuff in there. And then, you know, of course, uh, as part of all this, which is the cinematography and really interesting um, shots. And I felt like it gave a very, uh, you know, disquieting, but, uh, very good sort of portrayal of kind of the desolation of, uh, the battlefield and the horrors of war. So, um, yeah, a lot of good things to say about it. don't have any real serious uh, criticisms of it so far.
1: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, 1917 is the sequel to Steven Spielberg's War Horse, this time directed by Sam Mendes. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty much two guys running across, uh, filmed in England and Scotland, but <laughs> set in France uh, for two hours. And I, I was doing some reading uh just about the production and sam mendez the director said that um shots in the movie ranged from six seconds to about seven and a half minutes so there are a lot more cuts than what realized but i think modern technology uh, probably helps out in some ways in addition to just the places where you can make a strategic cut without people noticing. So, um, yeah, lots more cuts than you notice one, obviously, and it makes sense because the movie advances multiple hours uh, during that cut. But, uh, yeah, overall, really strong. Uh, Definitely go see it. When you get the chance, you know, you might have to drive across a few states (laughs) to get to a theater that has it, but uh, it may or may not be worth it depending on gas prices in your local area. Afterwards, uh, so we were actually watching the film with uh, a couple friends and buddy, Matt McIntyre, and then uh, hosts of the Local Gold podcast, Tark Shahada, and he'll come up in our uh, year review in just a second here. But um, I don't know. I don't even really know how to, how to comprehend this. I feel like a Saints fan talking about the game today. <laughs> uh, we never
0: did turn on that, that New Orleans radio afterwards. No, fine. maybe we can do that
1: That's after this. Fun. So so, we're you know there's four of us. We're having two separate conversations, and I think uh, you and Tarek are just standing there. We're we're at you know right at the exit, probably gonna leave in a couple minutes or at least make plans for what we're about to do. And this uh, African American gentleman who I would pin at around thirty something, somewhere in his thirties, um, comes up, and I don't even the whole interaction because it was just so. Like nothing I'd ever done before. Uh, I don't even remember how the conversation started. Um, he it's said kind of something. He made a comment about, about like Vikings hat, I think.
0: Yeah, and also he was like pointing at our shoes or something, but I didn't understand what yeah. he was asking us.
1: The only thing odder than that uh, was the Seven <laughs> Eleven cashier today. What did he say? What's your profession? Yeah. And I was What's like, "What? What do you mean?" Like, and and he's like. No, what's your profession? And I was like, well, I work at a law school. <laughs> and we just we were having two separate conversations, man. We haven't looked it up yet, but apparently it's a quote from 300.
0: Yeah, he was like, you know, from 300 and we were like, oh, <laughs> it was like, man, you know that you know movie's movie like 16 years
1: old, bro. <laughs> um the only thing I know from 300 is when he says this is Sparta, Gerard Butler and he kicks him into the pit or whatever. Um that's 300, right? Yeah, I I think so. Um, I never actually saw it. Some, and I know they're very different, but I sometimes I get three hundred in Sparta just con co conjumbled in my head. Wait, I don't think you can pick up the sink. <laughs> We're <laughs> all over, very active active I apologize. Tonight. But my sink is crazy. Um yeah, Sparta is the Brad Pitt Orlando Bloom movie. I think. Um, oh, wait, are you
0: thinking of the uh, of Troy? Troy is what I'm. Yeah, thinking. Sorry, I don't not Sparta. There isn't one called Sparta, right? Not yet. Yeah, not yet. There will be.
1: Um, yeah, Troy. Apologies. Um, I get Troy and 300 mixed up. I know they're different. In 300 it looks. It's a very distinct visual look. Um, is that directed by who's the guy that did like the new Batman movie or like the Superman movie? um, the, the one word that Snyder, I think he did. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Anyways, do you want to pick up the story regarding this, uh, young African American gentleman? Who, uh, I'll try.
0: One? Uh, so yeah, he, he made his intentions somewhat clear after the first few seconds that he, he was kind of, you know, talking fairly quickly in a very kind of loquacious manner. So he, he slipped in, I heard him slip in something about, how you know he wanted uh, he was going to do something for us, and that you know basically like he would welcome slash ask for donations. But he sort of then he he proceeded to ask about our favorite rappers, and yeah, right. he before we could even answer, he said, "Say someone old school." Um, and I think I ended up saying that I, I like Chance. I wasn't really sure how to answer, but uh, then he he I don't know he. Not sure if he even got a response from anyone else. He launched into this lengthy, can only describe it as lengthy.
1: Reminded Uh, me of the first half of
0: 1970. No cuts. (laughs) No cuts. Yeah, he went for about probably seven, eight minutes without a cut. Um, More than that, I think. Well, I mean, in total, longer maybe. But a couple of times, so he starts rapping. And, uh, you know, I don't think either of us are well positioned to accurately judge the quality of uh, someone freestyling, but you know, he, he kept going. He made, there were a lot of cultural references packed in. It kind of felt like, uh, you know, American pie or something. They're just coming at you so fast. And the Don McLean song I'm talking about, uh, they're coming at you so fast. You can't really process everything. Um, and then after a while he kind of stopped and like turned his back to us, walked Mm, away a few steps. Then (laughs) after a pause came back, I think the walk away happened twice total at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you put those all together about 12-ish maybe plus minutes later uh, we finally pretty much had to say like hey man thanks that was awesome like we're uh we actually got to get going. Mm. At this point Matt had already left.
1: <laughs> yeah, our one friend just we didn't see him again. He was gone. Yeah, he was
0: I don't know, he was in the bathroom or standing off to the side or something when this started so he didn't get kind of like caught in the the circle of eye contact. So um Anyway, yeah, eventually kind of had to just uh you know let him know that we appreciate it, but we were on our way, and a couple of us you know found a little bit of change for him, but uh yeah, he was just
1: <laughs> well the thing that how <laughs> would you describe was, it? you got you, you know you paid him a little bit, and i at Tark was generous with what he gave, and I didn't have any small bills, and I just eh. um plus I, I don't know, I feel kind of bad but also like didn't ask for this and didn't want it either um the thing was uh they gave him a, a couple of donations and then he went for another five minutes or so <laughs> we, we thought we were good to go but um yeah it was uh i don't know if he had any sort of mental anything um but so i'm not gonna disparage him in any way but it was just it was a just lot unexpected Unexpected. In, the, in a lobby, I didn't see yeah, that coming. In the coming. lobby of a AMC
0: in River East, yeah, Just... and there were a bunch of people there. And somehow found us. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't. Mm, the Viking hat. Um, <laughs> well, this this weekend there were a lot of uh, you know comments between the Vikings hat, and then uh, we decked out in gear today when we went to Redmond's, Lent Walt uh, a sweater, which <laughs> looked like uh, Boo <laughs> from Monsters <laughs> Inc. Wearing that thing. Pretty accurate. <laughs> and I wore uh, I wore a purple suit with a vest and a, a yellow slash gold tie uh, in my Vikings hat. And uh, yeah, got a lot of comments, mostly positive ones, although I think there was an FU from somebody driving on Clark. Yeah, they had their window <laughs> down and were like, FU Vikings or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you lost, so. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know other than if you were a Saints fan, like, If there's anybody else out there who was like, oh, man, man, the Vikings won. I don't think Bears fans really care that much. They're too busy just. They're too busy soul searching (laughs) and thinking about Matt Nagy. I don't know what Bears fans are doing right now because the Bulls are. And the Blackhawks. And 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 then the the, the, the Paul Blue Demons who I've been, you know, in my info sessions at work being like, hey, you know, it's one of my new jokes and we actually have the best sports team in the city right now, but and we also just lost a prop. I got read some home. new material now. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean if you are a Chicago sports hours. fan, which you know, I think we you know, we're Vikings fans, but we still, you know, try to appreciate and, and root for most of the Chicago teams, man, it is oof, It's like everybody's in tank <laughs> mode out there. <laughs>
1: Well, I heard Whitney Young's Winter Bowling uh, League is supposed to be pretty competitive this year, so we'll keep our eyes on that. Um, I don't know, a- anything else before we jump into a little year one recap, 21 um, minutes into the show?
0: Yeah, man, crazy time flies. Uh, that pretty much sums up the last decade, but...
1: <sighs> we haven't um, started that part yet. I, I,
0: well, you know, I thought I'd tease it a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I guess, I guess I'll guess i just add uh, you were talking about the, you know, the one disgruntled fan who yelled at us uh, while we were waiting for the bus. But I'd say probably four or five to one. Uh, we had a bunch of, you know, random strangers like congratulating us and even people who weren't wearing Vikings gear today after the game. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, makes you feel like, hey, maybe not everybody's just trying to root for everyone else to lose. So that was nice. Um, and... What else? Yeah, I don't know. We. This probably isn't even worth mentioning, but a couple of nights ago we played some trivia. Uh, I was just going to mention something from that. Yeah, it, it was tough, but uh, I mean, there were just two of us, just myself and Quinn. We put up a respectable showing, I think, but it was uh, very challenging. There were a couple of rounds that we kind of zeroed on, and that just wasn't wasn't going to cut it. Um, yeah, what are your recollections? You know that song,
1: Just the Two of Us? I don't remember who did it originally I. but Will Smith did a famous cover Just mm. the two of us and the lady comes in just just the two of us it Sounds familiar but I don't know honestly <laughs> Um, well, I, what I was going to say about trivia is I thought I'd try something fun on this episode. Um, and what I'm going to do is give you the very last question of trivia and then I'll reveal the answer at the end. I like it. You have two choices. You can listen to the whole thing. It's by Grover Washington Jr. What a straight G. Um, you can either listen, uh, to the whole podcast and, you know, you'll get the answer at the end or you can Google it right when I say it, but, uh, you know, instant gratification is not, not all it used to be. <laughs> um, okay. Here's a question and hopefully I word it correctly. Uh, in the 2010, so this is movies that came out from 2010 through the end of 2019, which I, does 1917 count? We don't really know. Uh, um, questionable. Still have to determine that. Um. Movies that came out in the 2010s, there were 38 that grossed over $1 billion worldwide. This is the film with the shortest title by character count. Not like, uh, what is it, Tiptoes, that movie with Matthew McConaughey, what's it called? Um, It's about little people, Gary Oldman in the role of a lifetime. (laughs) <laughs> you know that movie, right? Uh, boy, um, I'm not sure. It's Matthew McConaughey, Gary Oldman, and the trailer, it says, Gary Oldman and the role of a Lifetime. Um, and it's uh, Kate Beckinsale, I think. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure I've showed you the trailer before, but we can watch it after this. Yeah, it's... Uh, basically, Matthew McConaughey is dating Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, it's got Peter Dinklage in it. And... Kate Beckinsale finds out that Matthew McConaughey comes from a family of little people, and it's a drama. Yeah, and, okay, you have
0: shown me this. I forgot about and that. And then
1: Kate Beckinsale gets pregnant, and you don't know. It's got Patty Arquette too. You don't know if it's going to be a tall person, a little person. It's really a, bizarre a movie, a, a crime thriller. <laughs> Let's see. Debuted in a. Oh, this is. Oh, listen to this. This uh, is indicative of some issues. There's a 150-minute director's cut that they released at the festivals, and the actual theatrical cut was 90 minutes. I don't know what the math is on that. I think it's like 60% of the film, though, is left after the cut. Wow. That's a lot. Peter Jackson couldn't even do that. Um, if you haven't, last thing before we jump in, I promise you, if you haven't seen the trailer for Tiptoes, go watch it. You'll Do yourself think, a favor. You'll think it's a... <laughs> Uh, joke (laughs) this wikipedia page starts tiptoes also known as tiny tiptoes Not really necessary (sighs) you gotta go see the the trailer for this. this is two minutes it's totally worth it um that's all i'll say you're missing out if you if you choose not to watch it um this is our year one or excuse me our year two recap um and i was Thinking, you know, we would not have it be as long as the year one special, which is four and a half hours or something. But at this pace, oh, man. (laughs) That one you had to, like man, I don't know,
0: get a catheter or something just to make it through. Yeah,
1: we're going to need Walt to go get some coffee from Duncan pretty soon here. Uh, we'll move through this pretty quickly, I promise. But uh, that's, that's where we'll start um, with our year two recap. So although officially at the end of year one, as you would expect, the year one special uh, was a big project of ours. As a reminder, um, I went to... Uh, An Airbnb kind of right on the border of Virginia and West Virginia over New Year's Eve, and all I really did there was hike, and uh, I saw Vice on New Year's Eve, but the best part of the story was the ad on Airbnb says that there's a a kitchen with a working stove, and I thought, this place is perfect. Uh, I get there, and there's no kitchen There's uh, one of those little, like, pancake griddle things that you plug into the wall, and the first time I tried using it, I actually blew the fuse, and I was down to, like, one or two outlets the rest of the time I was there, and I knew the fuse box was behind this horse picture in the bathroom, and I found it after some digging, but um, I could never get it right. I think I must have blown a socket or something. So, I had stopped on the way, because I drove out there from uh, Beantown. I had stopped on the way in Aldi, which is, you know, when you find one of those, it's like when you're playing Motherlode and you find a Ruby at 500 feet, oh, you've oh, got to oh. take it. Oh, yeah. um, You know, Aldi's got some great prices, particularly on pizza. You can get one of those just like jumbo, it's like 16 or 18 inches cheese pizza for, I swear, $5, which seems hard to believe in, in this day and age, but it exists, I, I can assure you. Um, so I, I grabbed one of those, thinking, you know, pop this in the the uh, oven or the whatever I thought was there, and it's just this little pancake griddle. So you know the story I told it a year ago, but I cooked frozen pizza one slice at a time uh, on like a frying pan on this pancake griddle, and uh, it wasn't very good. It kind of like curls up at both ends, the crust and then the tip, and the bottom is really hot, but the top isn't really cooked. And it was just one of those things where you're eating it and you're like, "This is this is awful," but this is what I have for myself. So, um, but while we were doing that, we we edited the the year one special, potentially the last great feat of my MacBook Pro, which we're recording on right now, uh, and it's actually been as uh, 2019 was actually really good. You know, we did the surgery on Christmas Day, and then edited the year one special, which was at times extremely painful um but this year it's been good it's kind of just like a glorified netflix watcher at this point and streamer of sports but uh yeah she's doing all right better than my work computer which crapped out right before christmas break and tentatively we have it back now but uh rambling a lot the year one special four and a half hours what i like about it is it's all time stamped so you go into the comments you find the things you like skip over the things you don't like um and it's a lot of fun, Uh, and as we, you know, kind of get into talking about year two here, I want to say this, and I was just literally like an hour ago going through, um, not listening to episodes, but reading episode titles and descriptions to find some of the things I want to highlight in this recap, and, you know, I think I felt at times like year two is just really awful, especially compared to year one, and I felt uninspired at times, and, uh, you know, played like Kirk Cousins on Monday night football sometimes, but you know going back through the the recap it's you know i i still feel like it's not as good as year 1 but it's just, it's different and there uh you know were still lots of fun moments and lots of things that i had forgotten about um oh man i wanted to say one other thing i don't know if it was about Kirk cousins or something that actually mattered but uh it started off in in january when i uh, got a fun email to the beantown podcast account from a mr rock chris You may remember this story. (laughs) Your classic Nigerian guy. uh, I don't know if he claimed to be a prince or whatever, but I had a sneaking suspicion that this was Chris Rock's code name. We never (laughs) did (laughs) receive any confirmation on that, but uh, we went back and forth with Rock Chris uh, through many emails, and I uh, pulled a little, uh, I don't know, what's a good phrase for when you pull a switcheroo? Yeah, that's a tough
0: goose one. I know I know what you wanna say, I think, but you kinda of turned the tables on him yeah, and it was like gave
1: the gander a goose.
0: You know, okay, I'll I'll throw it out. There's some here's some easy bait for uh all the white people listening to this podcast. Um which is everybody. Yeah. Uh Pete you know
1: bootage edge over here with African <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um you know in the office the marijuana episode where Dwight's you know all uptight about finding the joint in the parking lot he conducts this investigation throughout the office Abby's already finishing my sentence here, I'm sure. Uh, you know, Jim kind of turns the tables on him and, and tries to is convince. Marijuana lost a memory loss drug. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, exactly how much pot did you smoke, Dwight?
1: No, you said I'd be <laughs> conducting the interview when I got in here. Yeah,
0: that's the one. So, yeah. that was what it was like, I feel like.
1: Oh, how the tables. Not from that episode. But uh, basically, I was looking to set up a, a pre- I don't remember what the metal was, but some sort of precious metals or minerals mine near state college pennsylvania which was closer to where i was living at the time and i just needed some funds for kind of the initial investment and mr rock chris was not happy with this um we exchanged maybe one or two emails after that eventually he ghosted me so it ended up like most of my relationships in life yeah Cue the sad Too sound. bad. Yeah. Wah, yeah. Wah, 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 we don't have the sound wah, effects yet, wah. but... Yeah, hey, you're playing that at
0: the bar. You um, could always add that in in
1: post. I could. I won't, but I could. How about the first down sound? Mmm. Low quality. That's all right. Um, Next, uh, and this was our second annual, and we're gearing up for our third annual here, our Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. Uh, This was exciting. We decided to turn February, instead of just having one episode be kind of the episode, we decided to turn February into Pledge Drive Fundraiser Month. And I think we hit our goal of something like $220 uh, before the month even started perhaps Um, it was wild Uh, but that was really exciting and really encouraging Uh, we're going to do that again this year we're going to introduce some new uh, donor incentives and uh, I think the one that everybody wants is where I ship you an autographed picture of my well maybe they don't want it but I send it to them anyways
0: (laughs) there's a distinction
1: (laughs) Uh, and we got a new picture uh, this year. Last year it was a cowboy. If you have one on your fridge right now, uh, give it a little wave. There's a camera in there, and uh, it's been watching you all year. <laughs> <laughs> so we got another one of those coming to you, and the ta- the camera has better tech as well. So that's exciting for everyone. Uh, but with with that, uh, whatever two two ten two twenty whatever it was, we launched beantownpodcast.com, which was a a big get for us, and uh, we'll have some announcements about that uh, coming up in February, Pledge Drive Month. Uh, The best thing, I think, was that we launched the Beantown blog, which was (coughs) still, was, it's still going, uh, an amalgamation of a lot of different things. You got some movie reviews on there, you got some kind of Beantown throwbacks. We told The parking girl story, but in writing for the first ever time. Uh, And then just some weird things as well, like plus ones at weddings and uh, surprise parties hurt people. Although Walt had a surprise party this year, and I don't think anybody significant was left out. Um, Hope not. That's always the... I think when you have an SO planet, it's a little bit better than just a friend planet because if... The you know the so it has a pretty typically has a pretty good sense especially for you guys who've been dating for like seventeen years or whatever have a pretty good sense of who the friends are across the board whereas one friend uh, might not know who all the friends are because I certainly don't know who all of my friends' friends are and I don't think that's a very normal thing anyways. Um, but look, look ahead or look, we will be looking forward, to, excuse me, to the uh, third annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. And as uh, promised, we'll be doing it over video, which is exciting. And thanks to a suggestion from brothers of the podcast, Walt and Jack, uh, we're probably going to get a rotary <laughs> for that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which is really exciting. <laughs> We've never had anyone uh, call in live, but I think this is going to be the year. Uh, We got to find a way to live stream it, which is probably why they haven't (laughs) called in yet. I get like two calls a year, so the the statistical odds of it happening during that half hour are, well, we'll do the calculations later. Um, We did our first ever State of the Podcast 2019. Well, It'll be the last time we did a State of the Podcast 2019. If we do it again, I was thinking about this the other day. Is there going to be a State of the Union this year? Because it's pretty early in the year, but Trump's also impeached, so I don't know. Because doesn't Nancy, like, get to decide a lot of aspects of that? Yeah,
0: the Speaker has to invite the President, I think, technically, to give the the State of the Union. I actually thought I heard something recently in the news that that she did extend that invitation again. He, of course, has to accept and all that, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, it was interesting when that happened. I think State of the Union's on a Tuesday night, typically, um, and when it came around this past year in 2019, um, I think I remember finding out about it on a Tuesday morning, the Tuesday morning of the State of the Union speech, and I had not made any prior plans to record a special of any kind. So um, I wrote a speech that ended up, I don't know, it's on YouTube. I think it's like 10 or 12 minutes, Uh, and then, uh, (laughs) you know, dolled up my kitchen and, uh, gave the state of the podcast speech with some inspirational, uh, freedom inspired music in the background which was exciting Uh, i'll also mention this isn't specific to the podcast but speaking of recording yourself in your kitchen that oscars monologue last year was a whole lot of fun um people have asked and you know whenever someone says people have asked or said it means no one has actually asked or said um if i'm going to do that again this year Uh, i haven't thought about it but i will need to think about it soonish considering it's like 35 days away um so I don't know. We'll see. Um, it was a lot of fun last year. I actually wrote the jokes mostly while I was running, uh, and I haven't thought of any yet. But I'm sure I, I'm sure I could get a solid. 30 seconds of material if i just sat down and started talking about it uh, but but on in that vein speaking of the oscars we brought on our oscars <laughs> specialist ryan austin english he kicked our asses in predictions again i don't know what the final tally was i think he finished at 18 or 19 something like that out of 24 and he's always a lot of fun to have on and we'll talk about ryan uh at the end of this show again when we get around to the end of 2019 uh we also brought on a friend of the pod, <clears throat> friend of the podcast matt fiedler for the second straight year although he comes on all the time he is our tax expert our tax specialist this year we talked about the top 10 things the irs doesn't want you to know and uh we never actually talked about that it was just a catchy title <laughs> Well, now you got this year's planned out. (laughs) I guess. Um, This year, uh, you know, Matt had it easy. We let him off easy in year two with the taxes because there really wasn't anything that interesting with my taxes. But this year I moved states, moved jobs, and uh, had a lot of money coming under the table that I may or may not want to report um, on the (coughs) counsel of Matt Feeler. He's also my lawyer, so he (laughs) he does... He doesn't know it yet, though. Um, He does a lot of double duty. Technically, I can't say he's my lawyer because he he doesn't have a JD. Um, He hasn't passed the bar. So uh, technically, I didn't say that. It just, well, I just have to check the tape.
0: Given the way things go these days with Rudy, I think you're fine.
1: (laughs) I hope so. Uh, Let's see. I'm just scrolling through my phone here looking at things I wrote down. Walt, this next one concerns you. You may remember probably back in March or April there was a a job opening for the assistant basketball coach at Northwestern University. We wrote a little cover letter.
0: That was a good one. That was – wait, I was thinking – was that when we were in New York? I thought we wrote that no. when we were in New no? York. Okay. No, that was
1: in uh, Baltimore. <clears throat>
0: okay. Oh, that's right. That was when I was visiting in uh, Baltimore. I had a conference in D.C., and I came by the weekend uh, for the weekend. So, yeah, that was great. Uh, man, you you'd ever think about putting that out there on the blog? Oh, that's blog? on the blog, I think. Oh, okay. Right on.
1: Um, I'm pretty sure it is. If not, we'll we'll publish it. But, um, yeah, if if anyone's curious, cause I don't know if I ever said one way or another. I did not. Send that to Jim Phillips. Um, You know, I just figure as an alum and someone who actually goes back there frequently, I didn't want to get banned from campus or anything. So, um, you know, that's something I think about people who get uh, like kicked out slash banned from like baseball stadiums or something you think those people go back? Because I feel like I would go back all the time and not really worry about it.
0: I'm sure there's lots of belligerent people who uh, probably relish going back.
1: Mm. I'd probably get one of those Mr. Potato Head disguises with the mm. black mustache and the glasses. and
0: yeah, that would Just be go good. all Jean Parmesan on them. A mm-hmm. little Martin Mull reference. The way the Northwestern... Men's basketball team is playing so far this year. I think you might want to send in your application. <laughs> Holy cow. Jens yeah. Notsted, if you're listening, please move back to Chicagoland. You could probably start.
1: Yeah, I think he's out of NCAA eligibility. Well, actually, I don't know how that works because you see people like playing grad school. So it might, might have nothing to do with the degrees you've earned.
0: Yeah, uh, I will. I, yeah, I think you could. I'm not an expert on this. I feel like you could probably. Yeah, I think you could. You know, you'd have to enroll in some kind of program. Mm. There's probably, you know, Morty could probably Part-time work some magic. Classes. Exactly. And uh, man, yeah, I, th- I think as long as you haven't used it yet, it's it's still out there. Kind of like a five twenty nine plan. Yep.
1: <laughs> I think you have. If you haven't used it, if you haven't played professionally, and as far as we know, uh, Jen's never did get that <laughs> Chinese basketball contract signed. So yeah, still eligible. Jen's is. I can. 99% guarantee he's never listened to an episode, but I'm sure if this not. is the one, and if he finds himself on minute 41, chiming in right now.
0: The phone lines will be open <laughs> at some point in the future, just not yet.
1: Um, let's see. Plowing ahead here, uh, we're going to hit the hour mark in this podcast. Oh Well, apologies.
0: <laughs> Go get a snack.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, we went to Kansas City, and uh, I was there for work, and I loved it. I think that was my first time definitely as an adult ever being in Kansas City um, but you know while you're down there, you get a lot of good kind of southern christian uh, p- sermons and preachers on the both f m and a m radio and so shortly after that trip to e- or uh, to to Kansas City, uh, I call it god 's country. Uh, Easter rolled around and two years ago, I, I, I can't do it that way anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to really be in the zone and it Kansas, helps
0: if I, kc has got to stand for something, you know, something Christ or King Christ city King Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh King's cross in <laughs> England. Um, uh, Easter came around shortly after that. And, and two years ago for Easter, I had worn my purple suit, which I actually put on today for the first time since Easter, 2017. Um, 2017 is that 2018 getting my years mixed up here um so I want to do something special for the podcast and I was feeling really uh inspired really guided by the Lord in all caps L-O-R-D um not your favorite pop singer from I I don't know where's she from Britain Oklahoma the Caribbean I don't know she's got that real kind of uh uh voice (laughs) I'm submitting that Lord impression to the Academy for some sort of award. (laughs) Uh, We gave a sermon, which uh, I wrote myself. It was about half an hour long. It's the first ever sermon I've ever written. Um, I actually think it's not a half bad sermon. But (laughs) seriously, I'm going to listen to it again this year. Um, Maybe we'll do that again uh, if I feel inspired. Um, I don't know. I'm going down to Edwardsville. That's probably as close to the south as I'm going to get before Easter this year. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was actually pretty proud from just a sermonological perspective, sermonological, uh, S-E-R-O, nope, S E R M O N -N 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 (laughs) O-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it. Felt like Raj Patel at the spelling bee there. Um, it's it's good. All I'm saying is if you want uh, a, a fun sermon that doesn't, you know, it, it poked fun at uh, Southern Christians and Evangelical Christianity here and there, but I think there were actually some nuggets in there that would have made Joel, oh, <clears throat> Wow, Joel Osteen, Proud, you get to minute. I don't know if that's a good minutes. thing. Well, it's a good thing for the ratings. yeah it's a
0: good, yeah, good thing for that that group, I guess.
1: Yeah, um moving ahead here, we uh, continued a tradition that we started in year one of the podcast with our top ten horse names. And just so you know, Walt, I'm going to come to you in one second, asking you for one of your best horse names uh, this year. Our number so 2017, our number one horse, no. 2018. It's 2020 right now. It's crazy. 2018, our uh, number one horse name was still my overall number one horse name. It's the one I always go to, and I think it's on my Bumble profile. Uh, Episcopalian. Uh, this year, number one, continuing with the religious theme, it was Pentateuch. Pentateuch, P-E-N-T-A-T-E-U-C-H. It's not one of those a cappella bands. It's, uh, it refers to the first five books of the Jewish Bible. Uh, Pentatook was this year's number one horse name, and for the full list of our top ten horse names from 2018, 2019, excuse me, this is rough. Uh, we're just going to say year one, year two, year three from now on. Uh, you can go listen to the full episode. So Walt, we'll, we'll we'll turn it over to you. I know you only had about thirty seconds to think, but excuse me. <laughs> wow, that's raw. Mercy, there were some carnitas in there. <laughs> <laughs> supper uh what what's uh what's what's uh what are you thinking right now in terms of a top horse name mm,
0: I feel like I'm in between a couple you kind of got me on this one um the first thing that came to my mind which is admittedly not as original as I'd like it to be was um equanimous Valdis Scantling thought it was you know a nice little tribute to the Packers wide receivers and also <laughs> yeah. uh sounds like it was uh, you know one time like an iron works mm-hmm. or something sure so that was sort of the first thing that came to my mind i was trying to think of um something else did you I, I know it was in the or i think it was in the top 10 but one of your uh one of the ones that was on your list which i loved was like the name of the the english chap who like founded singapore or something oh, you do you must remember be that?
1: referring to stanford raffles
0: <laughs> <laughs> stanford raffles man <laughs> It's, that's fantastic. Um, I also thought, you know, maybe you could name a horse like Malort or something. That's good. You know, yeah, it's yeah. real, it's just zippy, real easy to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was what I came All up right. with.
1: Hey, that's not bad. Uh, <clears throat> this wasn't an episode, but a big, uh, big get for the podcast, Beantown Buttons. If you haven't gotten yours yet, we still got about 99 of the hundred that we ordered. <laughs>
0: Hey, there's one down in, uh, in San Marcos, Texas. So <laughs>
1: They're flying off the shelves. Call now. 815-298-7200. Phone lines are open. Um, yeah, Beantown buttons. They say, I heart Beantown on them. They're a lot of fun. You can travel with them uh, past TSA, figure that out. So you don't have to worry about that. They're fun. They're chic. Uh, you can put them uh, either on your clothes or directly through your skin, whatever you want. Uh, um, may or may not have tried that. Reminds me of the time. Quick aside, I promise this will be quick because we've got so much to get through. Yeah, we've heard that one before. <laughs> um, there was... I don't think I've ever told the story on the podcast. There was a time growing up. I, it, but it was, it was kind of like Avengers end game or something. It's later in the stages of growing up. Um, I, I was probably, I don't know, 14, 15, something like that. And, uh, my, my mom who was on the podcast two weeks ago, thanks to Jane for coming on. We'll talk about that, uh, at this rate and in about four hours, <laughs> <laughs> maybe
0: we will hit the four hour mark. Uh,
1: yikes. Um, I don't want to try anything with the longest podcast we've had is other than that one. Probably around 100 minutes, something like that. Probably one of the Oscar specials. Um, Damn, 24 categories. Uh, Mom had jammed the stapler, and it was a real heck of a jam. And I don't recall why, but I was being blamed for it. Um, One of those situations where I just have absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, it, So I felt uh, kind of pressured to make it work because you know if you don't have your stapler you really can't function as a family <laughs> so i i was you know late at night sitting down in the schoolroom which was in our basement growing up and uh, just fiddling around with it and it was a real sticky jam uh like you could buy at a you know produce section or something <laughs> although if your jam's in the produce section you might want to check where it came from Uh, And next thing I know, just moving more rapidly through the not-so-exciting story here, uh, I look down, and there's a staple completely in my thumb, which didn't hurt when it went in, but it hurt like a banshee coming out. Um, All the way in? All the way in. (sighs) Yep, just there's no scarring or anything, but, um, yeah, completely in. Reminded me of the scene in UHF when Michael Richards is going at the bad guys with a stapler gun. Um, I think I just pulled it out with my other hand, um, and I didn't waste any time. I was kind of freaked out. Uh, and there was a little bit of blood, n- nothing crazy, and I didn't get tetanus, which was good. But, um, yeah, first and, uh, fingers crossed, last time I've ever stapled my thumb. Uh, it's pretty painful uh, coming out, and I think just the shock aspect of it was extreme, too, for, for a little 15-year-old Quinn. Yeah, Uh, facing
0: your own mortality like that can be pretty mm, scary.
1: Absolutely. We're getting, believe it or not, we're almost to the halfway point of year year two. Wow, that's exciting. Um, We'll try to move a little bit more quickly here. Uh, One of my favorite stories and something that I'm I'm glad I'm doing this. It's as much fun for me as it isn't for you. (laughs) Uh, Something I had forgotten about was literally, I think, either the night before or I don't remember exactly how it worked, but um, I had packed everything up and was, you know, moving across, you know, many, many states from the East Coast to Chicago. And so I'd eaten down pretty much everything in my apartment or packed up, like, dried goods that I was going to take with me. I had also, like a dummy, packed up all of my silverware. Um, and... uh That's strike one. So, you know, what's something you can make when you don't really have any any ingredients, nothing fresh for sure? Uh, I decided to make crepes or little thin pancakes. And uh, I said, okay, there's one thing that I really need to go to the grocery store to get uh, because you really can't do it without it. I needed to get some butter. So I had flour, I had sugar, I knew I had some milk in the fridge. I don't know if, you know, I had bought it one week ago or one month ago, but probably not a a problem, and uh, I think I had a couple eggs left too. So I'm at the grocery store, and I don't want to buy a full, you know, four sticks thing, uh, because although it's a great Led Zeppelin song, it's not what I needed at this point in my cooking journey. So I just kind of... Don't pay much attention. Grab one stick. Get on out of there. That's all I needed. I go home, and I'm ready to make the crepes, and I realize the butter is some sort of garlic and (laughs) herbs-infused butter that one might use for uh, cooking uh, ham or broccoli or any steamed vegetable, really. Um, But I'm thinking, you know, how bad can it be? uh it's you know butter's butter right and so kind of strike two well I pull out the milk and the expiration date was (laughs) I don't remember what but not great uh so I you're playing with a bad hand here I mix it all together and I notice boy it really smells like (laughs) garlic and herbs um and you know you can make crepes that are savory and not sweet but I had some syrup and nothing else to do to make them savory so i thought you know what maybe it smells way more potent than it tastes (laughs) so i cook up some crepes and i douse them in syrup and uh, don't have a fork (laughs) (laughs) and i dig in like the wampa (laughs) and empire strikes back (laughs) if you haven't seen it you gotta see it um Man, those were disgusting. (laughs)
0: Gives a whole new meaning to the Last Supper.
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't think the milk came into play much. I think the garlic and herbs, butter, just overpowered everything.
0: Some powerful stuff.
1: Man, it was, I think I got extra strength or something, because it was just, yeah, one of those meals. Like, when you cook a slice of frozen pizza on a, pancake griddle where it's just, man, this is not good. I'm sensing a theme of you and, uh, you know, real fine dining here. Gwen. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Um, <laughs> later, uh, a couple days, uh, passed and we had to drive from Baltimore to Chicago. We took, uh, the Beantown podcast on the road permanently moving from our East coast home at eight, one seven St. Paul street, uh, out here to the Midwest and everything with the drive went pretty peachy until I got to Indiana. Um, it was probably about eleven AM at this point and uh Queen came on the radio, uh Bohemian Rhapsody to be sp- specific. And you'll recall a, a section in the middle of that song, uh, when <clears throat> Brian May really gets it going with the guitar and it's da 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 It's a great time to headbang. Which is what I was doing as I was driving the U-Haul truck and uh on I, uh, what was I, I I-90, something like that, 88, I don't know, um, on Indiana, or in Indiana, 90 or 94, one of those two, uh, apparently, well, no, here, here's what happened, so I was driving, I was headbanging, there was a, I was in the right lane, as you should be, I noticed a cop behind me, I'm like, fine, whatever, I wasn't speeding, didn't speed the whole drive, (laughs) the cop pulls up to me in the left, I'm still headbanging, and, uh, was almost all the way past me. You know, like you're watching the Daytona 500. The guy almost clears him. But then uh, he pulls all the way back, pulls back behind me, so I knew something was up at this point, but I was feeling confident in myself because I wasn't doing anything wrong. And uh pulls me over. Two guys come over to my right side window, and they're like, we noticed you were, you know, you're looking like you were falling asleep there. And I was like, oh, I feel pretty good just trying to get to Chicago, and like, where are you coming from? I was like, Baltimore. They were like, oh, have you watched The Wire? And I was like, <laughs> uh, season one, we literally spent the next probably three minutes on the highway talking about The Wire, um, and uh, I just really wanted to go because I was tired and I was close to, to Chicago, but talked to two cops in Indiana about The Wire, and they love it, they said hey Quinn you got to you got to keep going season 2 i haven't yet gotten there yet um but uh for those indiana state troopers out there listening i promise i will uh got my license got my insurance whatever everything's good to go made it safely and uh yeah Cops in Indiana really like The Wire, I guess. Uh, We came out with a new Father's Day song, which is a tradition on the podcast. Uh, So we had one in year two featuring uh, the Bob Evans in Orlando, where dad, uh, food poisoning is all you need to know. And uh, this past year, year two, we uh, had some mentions of Macy's, although uh, I felt like That little Nas song, Old Town Road, there was a lot of, like, auto-tune and distortion and stuff. So apologies if you can't understand the lyrics. I I should probably put them in the (coughs) YouTube description maybe tomorrow. But uh, we had a fun one there, just me and the guitar. Uh, So look out for another Father's Day song this, uh, what is that, second Sunday of June, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, (coughs) A little bit after that was the NBA draft. And I was, you know, having one of those weeks, I I had about 51 weeks slash episodes like this year where I really didn't know what to talk about. Um, And it was getting late in the day, and uh, I asked my friend John Paul Pandowski, who's been on the podcast before, if he wanted to come on. Um, And uh, he said, sure. So we got together uh, in an apartment down on Addison Street in Chicago, and we were watching the NBA draft together, and neither one of us really know anything about the nba but john paul knows a lot less than i do about the nba which should uh tell you something about his knowledge so we had john paul Pandowski go through the first seven picks of the nba draft give us his profile strengths weaknesses what he liked about and what he didn't like about him uh, and if you didn't catch the episode i i do recommend uh in particular going back and listening to this one because john paul is just a very funny person uh in general and when you get him talking about hoops, uh, whew, there's no telling what's going to happen. Shortly after that, I promised you we'd go fast, and we are. Uh, we had Tariq Shahada, who has been mentioned on the podcast already tonight. Come on. Uh, he hosts the Local Glow podcast, and I think we found him uh, a new guest with that <laughs> young uh, man, that young rapper uh, who came on. I kept waiting for for him to say, uh, you know those super hot fire clips uh but I'm not a rapper. <laughs> so stop rapping at me. Yeah, that would have been appropriate. <laughs> we should get him on the super hot fire show or whatever it's called. Um we had Tarek come on to talk about his podcast. If uh you think the Bean podcast is, you know, as Awful and low budget as it gets for podcasts, you'd be right. Targ Shahada's show, The Local Glow Podcast, is on the opposite end of the spectrum. Super high production value. Uh, Unlike this show, Targ takes a lot of pride in his show and uh, has some really interesting guests on as well. If you're interested in the kind of smaller scale Chicago arts scene from things ranging from music to visual art, to spoken word, to rappers, you're <laughs> you're going to want to go check it out. Uh, they are, I don't know, hiatus isn't the right word right now. I don't know if they officially finished season two, but uh, yeah, go check it out. Uh, maybe the most famous story from year two of the podcast, I got catfished first time, I think, ever. Uh, I'll give you a quick recap of the story. I downloaded a new dating app because it was, well, banned from Tinder. And Bumble is not good for me. Hinge, I usually do pretty well. But I was looking to spice up my dating life a little bit. So I get uh, Clover, which I've been getting lots of ads for on Instagram, yada, yada, yada. I download it. It's a Sunday afternoon when I download it. I get a match within like an hour. And it's this girl who looks like her pictures. 19 whatever we start talking says she's in Chicago from the west coast for a wedding uh I'm like oh sorry to hear that how are you doing she says uh I'm doing okay my mom's doing really well though here you want to see she's in the pool (laughs) I was like (laughs) this makes no sense if you listen to the story the original time you know this wasn't like a Quinn's being super gullible thing I knew this was like really off and really strange so i had no expectations but it was just interesting enough to where i wanted to keep it going yada 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 we say we're going to meet up for drinks me and the mom not uh not this girl i had been given two numbers daughter and mom presumably um go to uh, a bar on Wells street in old town and the worst part about this story was not being catfished it was the fact that I had to go an hour down (laughs) to Old Town on a Sunday night Um, I probably waited there for like 90 minutes that's the only time in my life when I've watched the Goldbergs that show on ABC with Jeff Garland because it was playing on the TV and uh, but I think it's like like $3 glass of wine or something on Sundays. Um, So it wasn't all that bad. Uh, But yes, uh, it was a classic catfish. Did some reverse image searching when I got home and the mom turned out to be Flavia Alessandra, a Brazilian Portuguese speaking model uh, and actress who is most well known for her voice work she did in the Portuguese dub of Incredibles 2. (laughs) So. Oh Wow, what a resume. <laughs> what a resume. Uh, yep, Quinn got catfished. Uh, it's a classic story. You can go back and listen to it. It was happening on Lollapalooza weekend, so that's, what, early August, I think. Uh, <clears throat> hell of a time. I'm going to skip that one. It's not that exciting. I went, s- <laughs> it was just me getting a recliner. <laughs> There's not that much of a story. Oh, okay. I thought maybe there'd be
0: like a cool interaction or something. No,
1: the people were normal. They just lived like two blocks away. So this whole thing was uh, a lot to carry, but uh, yeah, you I got put it. on your back or something. Well, you know, when I was, I so, I was already tired by the time I got to street level because they lived on the third floor. Um, so getting it down the stairs was a lot, and then I think that in my mind, what I wanted to do was, you know. All the way up over my head and then rest kind of the seat on my head and walk like that. Yeah. But I don't think after getting it down the stairs, I felt like I had the upper body strength to get it over my head. Um, so I ended up just carrying it like you'd think arms with my arms and kind of bumping your knees against the thing that reclines out. Um, yeah, my forearms were pretty messed up for about a week after that. But now we have a lazy boy recliner. So let's let's listen. That would be good for reclining, <laughs> yeah, lazy boy sales are going up hundred um, percent let 's see what else here. Oh, I went skydiving this fall, that was fun, and I threw kudos up. Wow oh i didn't know that Well, it had nothing to do with skydiving and everything to do with a car ride there. I went uh, with <coughs> one of my friends who uh, works tech at DePaul and is a super nice guy and This story and any of the subsequent stories, no indictment on him or his personal character, but uh, we went with him and two of his friends, three young uh, uh, Indian-American gentlemen, and the driving was tough. Don't want to stereotype, but... No, two hours out to uh, Rochelle, Illinois. Rochelle, Rochelle. And uh, for some we, for some reason we decided to, I think just to avoid the toll. I don't know. I would have happily paid it. We took like country roads, like the Little Nas song, as opposed to I eighty eight. And we were just, honestly, you would like get to a stop sign, stop, accelerate, ninety miles per <laughs> hour. It's another stop sign in like five seconds. Slow way down. Yeah like a roller coaster ride for the second hour of that trip. Um, so we get to this skydiving place, and I run to the bathroom, and thank God the stall was uh, unoccupied, and I just let let loose. Um, what was wild was I hadn't eaten anything that day because I wasn't quite sure if I should or not. Um, and then the skydiving took a long time, and we didn't get back to Chicago till like 6 p.m., so um, that was rough. The worst is when you throw up and you can't really like clean your mouth after that um so a uh, little bit uh well it it was it was fun but there were some interesting moments as well pay
0: the price of a little bit of enamel off your teeth for yeah. that one probably
1: yeah definitely i had some coffee which is really good for your enamel so coffee first that's what i had that's mostly what came out that was a nice brownish color um, I spent, I was talking to Walt about this a couple hours ago. I spent, uh, unfortunately about 48 hours in Cleveland, 48 hours, which I'll never get back. Um, but as I was, I was coming back from a walk and I was walking past progressive field and, uh, every year Jason Kipnis, <coughs> excuse me, does a, uh, shoe toss. <coughs> excuse me.
0: <laughs> are you setting records for the most belches on uh, a
1: podcast? There are some tonight? potatoes in that one. Um, Jason Kittness as like a charity thing, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what all is involved with it, but he'll throw some of his game cleats over the gate from inside progressive field to the outside where there are lots and lots of fans waiting because in Cleveland on a Thursday morning, that's really the best thing there is to do. <laughs> um, And so I I got to witness that, took a couple pictures, took a video. Um, Don't know much about Jason Kipnis other than the fact that we beat him in the 2016 World Series, but (laughs) seems like a good guy. Um, Got out of Cleveland. If you're curious, there's a real fun YouTube kind of photo compilation on my channel with some real high-energy guitar music in the back. And my favorite Instagram story I've ever had... um, is a saved story. So you can go to my Instagram page at Q dot and it's just one, uh, one photo in the story, but it's a, it's a cool little picture. I took of a little pup, uh, and set to some fun music. You're going to want to check it out. Um, we're getting to the end here. I promise we got about five or six more bullet points here. Uh, maybe my favorite experience of 2019 of year two of the podcast, uh, Gator watch, 2019, went down to Florida uh, to two cities I'd never been before, for the most part, uh, Tallahassee and Gainesville. Uh, I was promised by locals that uh, I could see some gators, Uh, so I was given some spots in uh, Tallahassee, did not see any, didn't even see Rick Scott, so it was just bad across the board. Um, Went down to Gainesville, which is where University of Florida is, and... They said, go to Lake Alice, you'll see some there, nope. Go to this other spot on the edge of campus, you'll see some there, nope. So eventually I identify some wetlands about two or three miles south of downtown where I was staying. So I decide to take an afternoon, go run there. It was like 80 degrees, Uh, it was pretty hot, pretty sweaty, and I'm running all around these wetlands um, and just no gators, and I'm thinking, this is just, you know, why did I come here? Uh, I'm worthless. I can't do this anymore. Uh, eventually, towards the end of my time in the wetlands, I run into this park ranger who was a total honey. I mean, we're talking like 24, just graduated college, uh, works for the Park Service, uh, just an all around babe. And we were watching this turtle give. Uh, actually, the turtle hadn't given birth yet. It was digging a hole to give birth uh, uh, into, reminiscent of the time I was born. But. Yeah, I just called St. Anthony's a hole. Um, like Park Ranger says, Hey, have you seen the gator yet? And my eyes, you know, perked up, my ears opened, and she's pointing over to this dam like half a mile away, said, Go over there, um, you'll find it. And I ran over there, saw the gator. You can also see it on our Instagram story. Some haters have tweeted out at us and said, No, this is fake. It's not true, but I can assure you I did see the Gator in all its glory, it had some fun kind of pond scum hanging out on his back, and he was just out there basking in the sun. Second time we've said basking today. Um so that was Gator Watch. That was definitely the highlight of my time. But you didn't Central get a Florida. date out of it? Didn't get a date. Nope. I just I can't do long distance. Um and also she was out of My league. It's like if we were in the same league, then I got relegated, then I got relegated again, and then I retired. That's kind of the difference between us. Oh well. Um, Talked about this a little bit, and I won't spend much time talking about it, but I guess I'll I'll throw this uh, just out of curiosity to you, Walt. Uh, Do you know if you've ever been to Gate 35X at Reagan? airport in dc
0: uh pretty sure i haven't in fact i'm not even sure if i have ever been to reagan i've been to dulles um i've been to bwi it's possible i've been to reagan but i'm not even sure so i doubt it
1: yeah it's uh you know reagan is smaller than you would expect um, but, you know, you're just walking down and the numbers are going up into the 10s, 20s, 30s, normal gates, whatever. Uh, but there's a 35, I think it's 35X, it might be 35S, I don't remember which one it is. But sounds like, you know, the iPhone that's going to come out in four years here. Uh, you have to go down these escalators into the basement to get to this gate. Uh, so I go down there, I'm not too worried about it. It's like Cleveland down there. It's just never seen the light of day, an absolute hellhole like St. Anthony's Hospital or something. Uh, There is probably five or six gates down there, and there's seating for about half of one of them. And it's just chaos. Um, you, You have to get on a bus out of that gate to get to your plane. And I was held up for some reason. I don't remember why. They hadn't given... It's one of those stupid things where you, you buy it online, you book it online like normal, but you're not given a seat. And I remember I went up to the, the gate person. I was like, hey, don't have a seat. They said, get it at the gate. said, all right, you're going to have to wait until everyone like shows up. And at this point, I'm like, oh, man. I don't want to get, uh, I guess, not bumped because apparently I didn't have a seat. But I don't know why I didn't have a seat. Well, um, you don't want to be
0: like 34B either.
1: No. No, I don't want any of that. Um, and I didn't want to be at gate 35X at DCA, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so I'm the last person to get on this bus, and it was crammed. I had a bag in the front of the bus, a bag in the back of the bus. My boxers were over on the other side of the bus. It was wild. Um, eventually, we, we got there, and the rest of the story is history. But if you ever find yourself at gate 35X in uh, Reagan, just watch out because... Oof. Don't say he didn't warn you. Don't, yeah, it was not fun. Um, we're close to the end here. Uh, our hundredth episode happened mm-hmm. in what? Either the last week of November or first week of December. I don't recall which. Uh, but I did it uh, coming off of well, I still had it tonsillitis. Uh, and if you list, you remember that episode because it was only about a month and a half ago. Uh, it sounded pretty rough. It was a tough one to get through. I had tonsillitis for the second straight year, almost exactly 365 days apart, which is scary. Uh, And, uh, you know, if you ever get tonsillitis, I don't really know what to tell you because it sucks. But I had like a 103-degree fever and uh, went to the urgent care. They couldn't do anything for me. It was painful. Uh, The the short story is I was at work and uh, started to feel really feverish, but I had a focus group on snack foods that night for like 140 and I didn't want to let that slip so I stuck around did the focus group it was my first ever focus group where we get to taste things and when you got really bad tonsillitis and a 104 degree fever and you're tasting spicy popcorn <sighs> wow I'm a celebrity get me out of here uh that was bad you know Patty Blagojevich was on that show hashtag free Blagojevich really
0: she was on that
1: yeah. Wow. She was, you know, like uh America's first lady for a couple months there. <laughs> Better than the one we have no. Um Hey, be best. <laughs> <laughs> what did the back of her shirt case her shirt say, I don't care, do you? yeah, you? Or like or,
0: yeah I think it was I don't really just, care, do you?
1: But like <laughs> man, got us talking, I guess. I don't know if that's the point. Uh we did our Home for the Holidays part one episode uh, with some friends and guests of the podcast long overdue hadn't been on in a long time Ryan Austin English and Kristen English came on the podcast that was really exciting to have them on I can't really tell you what what we talked about because I don't remember but it was like an hour long episode a lot of uh, Tim Allen talk and home improvement and I just remember they were talking about uh, the finale and Kristen thought it went one way, and then I gave them like a 30 second rundown of what actually happened. So I showed them. uh, Two weeks ago, and this is the last thing I have here before we get to the answer to that trivia question I didn't forget about you. We did our shocking, raw, emotional interview Mom Goes to Prison. It's really torn our family apart, uh, but I think this is the first step in the healing process. Uh, Jane spoke out for the first time since leaving the state penitentiary, uh, and it was really uh, just, I think it was a good thing, not only for the fernie family, it was a good thing uh, for America for that to come out. So if you liked the Gail King R. Kelly interview, you're really going to like Mom Goes to Prison. Uh, it was just a little bit more emotional. Uh... All right, that was a little taste of what year two was like, uh, so maybe a little bit less travel than year one, maybe a little bit less outlandish, but still lots of fun things and some fun stories, and this was uh, interesting for me to revisit. Uh, Walt, what were, uh, what were one or two of your favorite moments from year two, and it could be either year two AD or year two of the podcast?
0: Man, uh, that's good. Lot, lot to think about. Well, I'm gonna start by ribbing you a little bit and uh, ask if you want to, you know, tell everybody out there, uh, you know, what maybe you thought was a pretty good moment for me that happened in the last couple weeks of the year. Uh, you know, maybe involving some kind of family, extended family competition, perhaps.
1: So, <clears throat> you all know the game Dominion and <laughs> Walt. Uh, cleaned our clocks so i gotta gotta that that wasn't where i was going with that but (laughs) well one thing we didn't mention in our uh, year two recap was uh and I'll, i'll say thanks to hunter bolin uh fantasy football commissioner for coming on our show back in uh mid august i suppose uh and giving us our fantasy football kind of preview we should go back and listen to that see how he did um but uh all right I, i'll give it to you congratulations hunter Bolin. uh he won our league this year he went what 14 and one uh so that was mighty impressive uh and and walt won our league too <laughs> yeah
0: thanks for that high praise um yeah a lot of good good uh ground covered here tonight i'm trying to think of other things that were uh were stand out to me i i enjoyed getting to make some Repeat appearances on the podcast this year. Uh, I feel like I'm on a hot streak. You know, mm. finished out mm. finished out twenty nineteen and started this year strong with a couple of uh close performances here. So um hmm.
1: What about
0: what about year two A D? Year two A D Ooh, good year, good year. Isn't that like the year that supposedly the Magi finally made it? Good to be how it took
1: those sons of bitches so long.
0: Yeah, well I think they were coming from uh from the east
1: probably use an apple map
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i think that was back when uh it was like apple 3.1 or something mm, yeah
1: no 35x
0: yeah so you know i you know a lot of people think that uh you know they've got their accurate nativity scenes you got your three wise men uh melchisedech and jacuzzi Mm. uh but you know obviously they weren't there the night of the birth um took them a little bit longer whether it was apple maps whether Mm. it was uh uh i don't know they probably had to do a lot of packing because they seem like they're pretty rich guys you know so they had Mm. a lot of stuff to bring with them so maybe it was that so i think of that that's that stands out to me 82 uh what else there was you know the romans were a big deal back then i guess Mm. um you know, if you take, uh, world history in, uh, the kind of context that we grew up in, that's about all you learn about it at that time. So, you know, that I'm sure there were a lot of other great things happening, um, uh, maybe, you know, in the Americas, maybe in Africa, maybe in Asia, uh, and I say this all tongue in cheek, but it would, it, you know, you really focus pretty heavily on the Romans. Remember, there was a class called like ancient civilizations or something, and it was yeah. just Egypt, Greece, and Rome. Yeah. They totally blew off Mali, you know. <laughs> they totally blew off ancient China. Uh, you know, there was no talk of the Iroquois. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Education system these days, man. Yep.
1: <sighs> yep. Uh it, when you know, when you were talking about the year eighty two, what I was I'm looking forward to and maybe with modern technology we'll live to see this. When you get to the year eight you know, eight zero three two and you say the full thing eighty eighty or I said eight zero three two, eight zero eighty two. Eighty eighty two it sounds like your Drew Brees doing a snap count or something. Yeah. Well eighty eighty two. Whatever he was doing today it didn't mm. cut it. No, it did not. <laughs> What if you did eighty, eighty-eight, eighty-eight, eighty, eighty, eighty? 80, 80, 80, 80. <laughs> I think you're programming right now.
0: <laughs> you know a little uh, C++, don't you? Well, I took a C++ class at Rock Valley College back in the day. Mm, um,
1: I'll teach you everything you need to know.
0: Yeah, well, it's it sort of helped lay the groundwork a little bit because I later took a class in Python, which I've also forgotten most of. Um, I should remember more of that, but uh, yeah. It's just interesting stuff. I feel like it's something that i spent spend a lot more time with to get really competent. But, um, you know, it's a big part of it is just learning to think the way that computers think, so to speak, to kind of anthropomorphize them. Um, you know, it's different uh, than the way we tend to think usually as, as humans. So, you know, got to get your
1: Spock on, I think. Mm. I like that. Get your Spock on uh It is minute eighty two of the podcast, which means traditionally it 's time to reveal our trivia answer for this week uh as always happens in minute eighty two of our podcast uh so as a quick reminder uh for the one and a half people who made it this far on the podcast i 'm talking about uh Matt Fiedler and uh yeah. Maybe the cast of tiptoes. Oh, tiny tiptoes. All right, let's let's get get with it here. No, it's all right. <laughs> I'm making no money off of these ads, and I'm sorry if that's a surprise for people to hear after I've been reading them for like over a year. But I don't get paid. <laughs> As Matt Kirby used to say, getting paid, getting laid. <laughs> Neither of which. Extremely to ironic. <laughs> um, the, this, uh, tonight's trivia question was, um, it, from 2010 to 2019, there were 38 films released that grossed over $1 billion. This one has the shortest name slash title by character count. All right, drum roll time. The answer is Joker. Mm, Very recent. Starring uh, that one guy from. uh, Mark Wahlberg? No. It's got. uh, His brother was in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Um, Well, River Phoenix's brother. So. (laughs) Joker. Whatever his name is. Uh, Walt, you haven't seen it yet. So no, I would like to.
0: You. I uh, Yeah, t- don't spoil it, but I'll get around to it eventually, just like all the other several thousand movies that I say that about.
1: Probably my favorite movie with a uh, dancing montage on the stairs to a Gary Glitter song. Mm, that's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> any uh, parting thoughts here, uh, Walt, uh, whether it be concerning the Red Sea or the Holy See, or Anthony Hopkins. Whether you part your hair left or right. Yeah. Uh, or year. center.
0: We don't discriminate your here at the Beantown Podcast. Be
1: regarding partings or, or not, but uh, the floor is yours.
0: Well, thanks. Appreciate it, Quinn. Thanks again for having me on. Uh, it was a pleasure, as always, and I feel like we had a pretty good time here, even though it uh, went uh, both about twice as long and three times as short as we thought it <laughs> might. So, uh if you made it this far, click that subscribe button and uh because obviously you're the kind of person who wants this content delivered to you all the time and Quinn comes out with a new episode every week, so you know just do it we'll wait uh but yeah, thanks everybody for listening um I don't really have anything else to to plug except for go vikes skull we'll be be heading on to san francisco um i'm you know Resting on my laurels right now from my Super Bowl victory in fantasy
1: football. So, so far, 2020 is off to a pretty good start. Yep, those uh, mock drafts are almost open, and uh, you're going to want to practice. And apparently, we're, we're all taking Miles Sanders' top five now. So That's what I've heard. I'm mm-hmm. not convinced yet. Uh, well, you don't have to worry about that, because you're not going to be picking top five. Um, Okay, okay. Uh, Thank you to Quentin Tarantino for coming on the podcast. Thank you to Walt for giving us that nice little introduction. Uh, That's just going to about wrap it up for year two. If you've never listened to the song, wrap it up. It's Elton John and George Michael, and uh, it's got some great falsetto. Uh, I'm reading Elton John's biography right now. Uh, it's called Me. Thank you to sister of the podcast, Abby Furness, for the Christmas gift. Uh, and I'm just glad I can say Christmas gift again. Um, from all of us here at town Podcast Year 2, thanks for tuning in. We'll be coming at you next week uh, with our Year 3 debut. And uh, we'll be talking about, I don't know. We'll figure out who starred in that movie, Joker. And we'll kind of go from there. That's a good starting spot. All right, everyone. Have a uh, great week, weekend, whenever you listen to this. Uh, Year three coming up next. We'll check in. We'll we'll check in on you. It's like those people who say milk versus milk. 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 (laughs) 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 Well, we will check in on you later.